go ahead and send me back out, you know, keep this, whatever. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, yeah, you know, people out here struggling, you know, these dudes out here struggling to go beers. You want me to cut your shit off? I was like, yeah, all right, man, cool. cool. Welcome to GW District Spotlights. Each episode, we take the time to tell the unique story and incredible journey of GW District's entrepreneurs. GW District is a black online marketplace that features black owned businesses who sell products, services, and produce content. For many men growing a beard, is an impossible task but for those who can grow a beard uh, keeping it well kept moisturized and looking good is a task in itself our next entrepreneur carl jackson uh, he started black beard brigade out of the necessity for products for his beard Uh, carl searched high and low uh, and could never find a decent product sometimes in entrepreneurship uh businesses are started because there's nothing out there that suits your needs. Check it out. Um, Yeah, so uh, it it was pretty much out of one of those things where everybody has um, the challenges they go through and they're like, yeah, maybe I should do this, right? Um, So that's kind of how it got started where few years ago um i was going through that that beard growing journey where i started growing it out one year and um then i got to this phase where it kept it was dry and was itchy and i wasn't sure of you know what products to use for it um in the past i had long hair so uh i, I somewhat about you know taking care of long hair naturally and things like that um but then uh you know it's, it's hair on your face so you're not really sure so you know, i went through um the phase of trying lotion uh, trying different like just uh, other hair products stuff like that and was always still itching and things um, and then at one time I actually can't wait to go ahead and cut it off I was down in Atlanta at this barbershop uh, and the guy who actually ran the shop you know, he cut my hair and I was like yeah I was I always had this um, thinned out like a little chest strap and I always had this long so I was like yeah let's go ahead and thin me back out you know keep this whatever and he looked at me like I was crazy like yeah, you know, people out here struggling. You know, these dudes out here struggling to go beers. You want me to cut those shit off? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, all right, man, cool, cool. Hey, just go ahead, and leave him, man. Just leave, leave. So you know, he, he ended up leaving it at that point, and so I just ended up down that journey of man, I need to find something that's going to work. Um, tried several different products. I had at the time I had another partner, um, a business partner at the time. He was trying to go through the same journey, and we were trading off. You know, try this product, try this product. Um, I finally found a product that worked, and it was more of a like a cream type butter thing, and I loved it. I would use it, uh, and then but they had bad customer service, and so I went back to go buy the product one time, and they were out of business. Um, I ended up trying another product where I ordered it from Philly to Houston, and I ended up paying more shipping handling for the product, and then the product ended up being something that I had to throw in the trash. Like halfway through the day, my, my face started itching, I couldn't use it, I like the scent of it. Um, I ended up having to throw that in the trash. that also was going through and making natural products have been doing it for years um i had a background of knowing kind of what things were doing and it came from a natural hair game that women 
doing for years as well and kind of using some of those same products uh so just went through and really pretty much we got in the lab man start putting things together and know you know what works what the best ingredients were and then kind of going from there um and then from that standpoint it was like all right well you know just kind of share you know sharing it with the world at that point um and then it was also uh, at the time I also had my hands in a different community, different uh, projects, and, and things like that. And I was always coming out of product, uh, coming out of pocket for it. Um, so this was a way to kind of help fund some of those other projects that I was working on. And, you know, and it kind of took off from there. Um, so officially, yeah, this is my first business. Now, Carl's no stranger to entrepreneurship. His roots in business stem all the way back to when he was a kid. Um, it was, you know, uh, coming up, I always had some some type of little hustle. Um, my, my, when I was in the sixth grade, I had a paper route. But the way that the reason why that turned into a hustle is because I actually had kids in the neighborhood that delivered papers to the rest of the neighborhood for me. Um, and I only did it on behalf, and I didn't even have to pay them. Um, so, you know, it was just like, that was like the first time where I kind of, you know, just was on that little hustle trip around getting money. Um, but I mean, it's just, you know, different things throughout the years. Um, when I was in college, I was a guy who, uh, if, if you needed it, I had it. CDs, DVDs, whatever you need, I was a guy that you came to to kind of get what they needed, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that started off uh, my freshman year. understanding uh what people have been doing business-wise um and in and, and college also took an entrepreneurship management course uh one me one of my other home course we're actually partners in that and so understanding the different parts of uh, you know starting a business um even though that wasn't something that i was thinking of at the time it was just a class i just took uh it, it kind of that that knowledge right there kind of came back full circle at the stand and then on the last company that i was working at i was a person who um, helped run their uh, software releases because my background is actually technology. Um, so I was running software releases and then I was one who also put in their go-to-market strategy working with their marketing team. Um, so I had resources there. So when I launched, I kind of took some of the plans of, you know, I want to hit this this target date and working back from there and say, hey, all right, this is not exactly software, but these are the other thing, components that I need to kind of interchange in that and, and flip it out for those and then saying these are the dates I want to hit and kind of go from there and you know, put a plan together to launch. And, and um, you know, just a, a span of different knowledge, you know, kind of came together and, and gave me, you know, enough to I asked Carl what he decided to launch with first. Did he decide to launch with one product or many products? Carl was not shy about it. He decided to launch with every product imaginable for beers. I want to come to the table and I want to have... Um the essential pieces. Um, so we launched with the combs, the brushes, um, the oils, the bombs, and the butter. And it was more so of, like, butter was my preference, right? It was something that I like. But then there are people who don't really know as much. So they want to, they want the bomb. Um, or, and then there are people who 
didn't know what to use. They want oil, you know, or, or, or vice versa. So, and then we also came with the wash too. So we came with the whole, like the full, the full kit at, at the beginning to say, hey, this is what we want and kind of make it quick prepared. Um, the classic scent and the Tanzanian scent were, were um, two that came at the same time. And it was more so to eliminate the, the biases of, you know, what we were feeling as what we needed coming in um, as the founders. And classic was actually the first scent that was, um, that was created. Um, but Tanzanian Sun, um, this is a slightly stronger profile, but it came out at the same time for those who provided uh, since that projected, which is well, you know, the other half of the spectrum, right? Where people's like, yeah, I, I like my, I like people to, to, to know I'm coming and, and, and um, pick that up. Um, so just kind of hitting both at the same time and then seeing what worked. And uh, surprisingly, really, there's pretty much an even balance of, you know, people who like, uh, one scent versus the other. Um, the, the thing with the brushes, we were actually coming out with only the horse hair brushes, but then I know, you know some, some Muslim friends or, or people that don't know the fork. So, and he was like, yeah, you know, probably get some horse hair brushes. I'm like, all right, I'll try that out. So, you know, ended up doing that and they've been selling pretty even. As Carl launched, he met all his expectations and timelines uh, just from his background in business and knowing how to structure uh, deadlines. As he continued on, uh, I asked him if, if there was anything that was really a hiccup. And uh, this is what he had to say. for the schedule was actually our labels uh the labels were you know we, we, we um i had the labels created uh went through and had i think it was about four or five variations of the labels um different fonts different little scheme layouts things like that and try to figure out what works so then ended up sending out polls first i sent it out to um like close friends and family and say you know take a look at these which ones do you think um which ones do you like the best and then took some of that feedback from there you know sometimes it was like yeah maybe if you move this over to this one and you know, move this, you know, and make some tweaks in this and make this, I like this spot better, but this layout is different or, you know, change this image and put the image. Um, so like the silhouette on there, the silhouette wasn't even the original silhouette. That was something that we had somewhere else. Somebody was like, yeah, but you should actually use that instead. Um, and it was just doing that and doing polls and then doing polls on, on different groups on Facebook to kind of get some of that feedback on there. Um, but originally, I think I had the, the, the label slated at about three to four weeks. And it took me about six weeks to actually finalize those where once it got final, then when I started printing it out, it wasn't legible. So you couldn't actually read um, the font that was on there because, you know, we had that black, that the gold final that with the black label. Um, so I had to do some more tweaks from there uh, and, and make some changes. But honestly, that was really the biggest change, uh, the, the biggest change in the scope of the schedule that we had was around the labels. Everything else uh, was pretty much timed out the way we wanted to do it. Um, Carl builds all his products from the ground up. Uh, from his beard oils to his beard bombs and butters, uh, he started from the ground, essentially uh, studying different chemicals, different ingredients in order to meet every need that he needed in his beard, um, whether it be moisture, skin, smell. Check it out.
you can not so all, all three ingredients with the same name are not created equal some of them are diluted some of them are a little bit cheaper um so it, it's all on the strength of that where uh, one of the things you know we, we use a different uh we use shea not shea not tikka where, where a lot of people use shea butter um we use vegetable glycerin in the, in the butter and we don't use wax in it which actually makes it a true butter versus a bomb where you actually have the beef wax in it right um and then that also allows the butter to be um, full uh, vegan friendly versus the the uh, bomb where you have the beeswax in it, so hardcore vegans aren't going to mess with that. Um, so we, you know, we, we kind of touched on a few different um, services there, um, but it really just came down to just just having the right ingredients in the product um, and knowing which ones were going to help solve uh, particular issues, uh, which was the dryness, the itchiness, and having oil that was actually geared toward taking care of the skin um, because the skin is the foundation. Where and some people are like, yeah, you know, use the oil and it's actually for your hair. And that's not the case. You have to actually take care of the skin first, and then take and take care of the hair. Um, so like the, the butter is actually more versatile to where you can actually use it as a lotion on your skin, and you can use it for um, and you can use it without having to do the oil. Um, but it's all it's all about starting with the skin first, and then making sure that the hair is taken care of from there. Um, so the, the balm or the butter will actually seal the oil in um, as it as it nourishes the skin. Many times when entrepreneurs first start, uh, they have a great idea and they focus in on that idea. Um, but for Carl, he just wanted to ensure that his idea didn't die. So he worked on the infrastructure of his business, not just his product. He, he put things into place to be successful and not be a statistic. thought into you know how to do it how to make it successful because and, and and not be that statistic of uh, one of those businesses that fails in the first one to two years um and, and so came and came out came um, out to get running with that um and, and to make sure i was sure up on that you know ended up having an accountant to help you know go through that process and making sure the accounts were set up and, and making sure that we're banking the right way um and just making you know just and, and trying to keep things above board all across um and and really doing as much as can be done with the, with the spread of knowledge that I have uh, and then bringing in other people to kind of take care of some of the other things. Like when I was bringing up the store, like I have a technical background. But I... A lot of people want to know what drives entrepreneurs and why they start businesses. For Carl, it was pretty simple. He wanted to own something from the ground up. Outside of that, really, uh, you know, both my parents, they, they've always been supportive in everything. 
things I've done, um, and, and then they've always been hardworking. So at least I had a good influence on the hardworking standpoint to where they're like, hey, if you're going, if you're going to do something, you know, just give it 100. You know, and, and, and they always instilled in me and my two brothers, hey, you know, don't quit, right? And it was just that drive that was actually put into me when I was younger. But I haven't had any uh, family that that's actually in been in the, the whole entrepreneurship um, in the business standpoint. Um, so I would be the, the, the first really from that standpoint that a lot of people know that, that pretty much down that road. And, and it's a lot of people that's, that's in that position. To- Failure is just a part of life and in business it's no different. As far as Carl's concerned, he looks at failures as opportunities. During my interview with Carl, I had several key takeaways. First and foremost, research. Carl did tons of product research in order to build the type of product he wanted. He researched ingredients and key things that consumers wanted. Secondly, he did market research. Uh, He went out to uh, small vendor events and sold his products and listened for feedback. Next, Carl set goals. He set a a timeline uh, that he wanted to meet in order to get his product launched. And lastly, Carl embraced failure. Uh, Every product or every business that he's been in, he's looked at failure as an opportunity to learn. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast interview of Carl Jackson from Blackbeard Brigade. And as always, you can find Blackbeard Brigade products on GW District.